Clancy, where do you go for new podcast recommendations? Uh, Reddit, other podcasts, uh, your online yoga class. I mean, I have a few friends I'll ask, but um, I really can't think of one source I'd go to. Well, chances are you're not the only one, which is why I'm super excited for our new sponsor, The Listener. Oh, yeah. It's a daily podcast newsletter, right? Yep. The Listener sends you three superb episode recommendations every weekday. And paid subscribers get a curated feed they can use on their preferred podcast platform. Is it just some aggregate algorithm just spitting stuff out? No, that's the best part. The listener is written by Caroline Crampton. She's a podcast pro. Like she's an industry vet, freelance writer who listens to hours of podcasts in order to filter out the good stuff. So I can sign up for a paid subscription to the listener and check out the never ending playlist that has been stacking up while I have not been commuting. Precisely. You and our listeners can get two months free with your paid subscription with the code nonplussed. 20 when you subscribe at the listener.co. So what you're saying is that I can go to the listener.co and enter the code nonplus 20 when subscribing to get two months free. That's right. I'll drink to that. That, that, that doesn't really work on this one. And one for Mahler. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff in this movie. Yeah. But you know what wasn't there that I did kind of miss? What was that? A uh, B. Arthur singing to close down a bar. <laughs> Yeah. Next I, time you try, friend, oh try stopping by, friend, if there's a light in the play. Oh, that's my husband. <laughs> and this is our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> To another episode of Nonplussed, a gay romp through the Disney Plus vault. That over there is my husband, Clancy. Oh, <gasps> over there is my husband, Josh. Oh, and this is Nonplussed, a mischief media podcast. If you're in America, the United States, happy Thanksgiving. We hope that you are being safe. Thanksgiving is a sham. Thanksgiving is a sham, but this episode is dropping on Black Friday. It is. Um, our apologies for that. I hope you're not no, in a line great. somewhere. Yes, it like, is great. Like, think about it. You're in a mask. Yeah. You're in a Best Buy. No, Clancy, they shouldn't go outside. Well, I mean, okay. You should not go line up with people to cram into a Best Buy this Black Friday. Josh is 100% right. The deals are online. Get them there. Just stay safe. Watch the movie of the week with us this week. Listen yes. to us uh, crack wise with our guests and enjoy either your time with yourself or with your very close family. But Jesus, if you saw the numbers for Canadian Thanksgiving, do all of us a favor and stay away from people. You don't see literally every day. Pretty much. <laughs> but hello. And welcome to another episode of not Yeah. Um, real quick top of the show. Housekeeping mischief merch dot com. Go to it. Go to it. Buy merch. Buy some of our merch. There yes. is a new fan fiction mug. Oh shit. That like it's on the mug. It's all the like fan fiction categories. Oh, that's fun. And uh, I think there's a hurt comfort shirt. Um, <laughs> if fan fiction's your jam, mischief merch has your stuff for you. Plus all sorts of other uh, fandom oriented stuff, stuff for mischief media, the podcast network, uh, our t-shirts and mugs, all sorts of nonsense. Yeah. The West wing stuff. So much stuff. It's really it, there. There's a lot to enjoy there. Yes. And there's news. Yes. Um, we were going to talk about it uh, last time, but then this news came out while we were reading WandaVision's coming to Disney Plus on January 15th. Yes, it um, is. Two weeks ago, just as we were recording, they released some images exclusives through Entertainment Weekly. Yeah. They were kind of uh, generic. I mean, it's nothing we hadn't seen before. A little bit. And I mean, they had said that it was supposed to be out at the end of 2020. And so close I mean, enough. We're, we're at the end of 2020. So, I mean, the fact that it's coming out in January is great. Yeah. I'm, I'm on board. But like literally we had had a conversation about those photos for the podcast and we cut it because they tweeted that uh, announcement video. Yeah. Almost like it was the next day. It was literally yeah. the next day. We were about to send <laughs> the podcast in. So, um, so yes, that's exciting. WandaVision. We're finally getting some more Marvel. 2019 was the, or 2020 was the year without Marvel. And we're going to kick off 2021 with a bang in WandaVision. And I'm excited about that. Yeah. What else do we got? Uh, well, 
a Darkwing Duck reboot is supposedly in the works for Disney Plus. Yes. So they've like Darkwing and Webby, uh, not Webby, uh, Goslin. Yes. Uh, were on DuckTales. I haven't watched the latest season, but I know they were on the latest season. So it was kind of like backdoor piloty. Uh, honestly, the same way that like uh, the DC, like the Arrowverse shows developed a lot of uh, their shows out of arrow. That's kind yeah, of what sure. they're doing here. Oh, okay. That's um, cool. Which kind of makes me wonder if they're going to bring bonkers back to, there's a whole, <gasps> that would be tail spin. There's oh, a whole tail spin. But anyway, so this was variety learners from sources. They, they will have it in the, in the show notes, but yeah. they, they just, you know, quote unquote sources. There wasn't a press release or anything, but apparently um, Seth Rogen is attached to executive produce with Evan Goldberg, James Weaver and Alex McAtee of point gray pictures. No news on a writer, and when Variety reached out to Disney, uh, they declined to comment. <laughs> yeah. Oops a daisy. Somebody said something they shouldn't have. So that's exciting to look forward to. Yes. And um, then wrap us up. What's what's well, this? Well, well, la- well, last so there is a video game that um I think children play. Um <gasps> it, it is called Fortnite. I um, you know I've never no shape. You know what? I am the last person to shade people for what they like to play. Hundred percent. You're the first person. I'm usually the last person. For sure. No, um, I, I will. But Fortnite, I tried Fortnite. It is not my thing. I don't understand it. But old do, man yells at cloud. I do understand that there was like a marshmallow concert that happened at one point. Like I, I don't know. There was a brands lot, are flocking are to Fortnite because it's it's like Twitch for a certain age demographic. But anyway, like yeah, they just yeah, recently yeah. had a Marvel season in the game. Yes, but now, um, if if you uh, uh, it is available until December thirty first, but you can get two free months of Disney Plus uh, if you play the game. Um, and uh, the offer comes in the form of a code that expires on January thirty first, twenty twenty one. So. You know, if you play Fortnite, hey, you can get a little free Disney Plus. Play some. If you're not subscribed, I I mean, then you must love us because why else are you listening to this? Yeah, I don't understand. But if you're not subscribed, play a little bit of Fortnite. Get that code for two free months. Watch some WandaVision with this in January. Yeah. We'll all kick off the new year together. uh, Merry and bright. It'll be it'll be super, super cute. I love it. We're going to put all of these links in the show notes. Yes. Um, But outside of that, of course, our regular research reminder. We get our stuff from Rotten Tomatoes, from IMDb, yep. from StarWars.com, from StarWars.Fandom.com, yep. from Wikipedia, and from Wikipedia. Yes, that's a new one, and I feel like we're going to use that in every episode going forward. <laughs> uh, I mean, every episode about Star Wars stuff, it's a good resource. That's true, which is funny that we mentioned Star Wars, because that's what our show is about this time. We are doing yes, the Lego, Lego Star, Star Wars, Wars Holiday Special. Special. How exciting. Yes. Uh, This was just a delight to watch, but let's jump right into it because, because, because not only are we talking about the Lego Star Wars holiday special. Yeah. We've got some friends joining us later. Yes. And I am very, very excited to have them on, on here and it is going to be a good time. Yes. Joining us to talk through the movie later is going to be the Joey Richter, Brian Rosenthal and Corey Lubowicz of the Tin Can Brothers. Yeah. They do stuff on the internet. They do stuff on the internet. Yeah. And they're going to do stuff with us. Wow, we didn't clear that copy with them. <laughs> Did we not? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Tell me about this movie, Clancy. Uh, well, it was released uh, the 17th of November of the uh, year 2020. Yeah, just uh, last week? Yeah, it, it's very, this is new, fresh. Fresh. Right off the vine? Like this, yeah, right off the plus. Right out of the blue milk titty. Yeah, oof. Ooh. Uh, this was directed by Ken Cunningham. Yes. He directed the Lego Jurassic World Legends of Isle Nubar. Ila Nublar. Ila Nublar? I'm sure. Ila Nublar. Ila Nublar. Um, it was a TV miniseries uh, in 2019. He did 13 episodes of yes. that, which is pretty good. Uh, in the busy town <laughs> mysteries. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is exactly where you think it's from. Oh, man. Uh, and it was a Canadian show from 2007 to 2010. I'm familiar with it. I was just obviously 2000. I had graduated college by then, so I had well <laughs> aged out of that. But I've been on Tumblr before, so I know what that show is. Bless. Um, of course, this is based on George Lucas's Star Wars and more specifically the original Star Wars holiday special. Yes. Uh, with a screenplay by David Shane. Yep. Uh, he did a kick, but, but squee. No kick, Batowski. kick, Batowski. That's <laughs> even more cute. Suburban daredevil. 
Yes. He wrote that TV series in 2010. He also did two episodes of Phineas and Ferb. Oh, fun. Uh, Ninjago, Masters of uh, Spinjitsu. Which you can is get Spinjitsu, but you can't get Batowski. Cute. Uh, four episodes. He did of those in 2011 to 2019. Uh, he also did a Lego Star Wars, the Freemaker Adventures. He did two episodes of that oh, in fun. 2016. Yeah. And then the music's by Michael Kramer. He did music for Ninjago, Lego Star Wars Freemaker, Lego Star Wars All-Stars, Disney Gallery, The Mandalorian. So like this guy is your guy for non-John Williams Star Wars music. And honestly, it sounded pretty good. It sounded great. Yeah. And you watched that Mandalorian visual thing on Disney Plus. Yeah, and it was great. The music's delightful. It is. Okay, so this cast is a who's who, not just a voice talent, but a voice talent from other Star Wars franchise. Yes. And if you've learned anything from listening to this podcast, specifically when we cover animated shows, these people have long fucking credits sheets like hundreds of because it's credits i don't i mean look it does not take the same amount of time to record an episode of a cartoon as it does a tv show right there's a whole lot more involved so for sure voice actors can do a lot more work in a shorter amount of time yeah and that's kind of that's like you know that's where the money is but like my point here is we're gonna pull some highlights and if you hear any of your favorites by all means go to their imdbs a lot of them have have stuff you've either loved since childhood or have watched recently yeah um because they're just they're the voices of the industry well who do we get first first we have aj lucascio who's han solo old han solo and jawa he's a seasoned vo actor who got his break as marty mcfly in the back to the future video game oh that's delightful um, but also he voiced owen grady for the lego lego jurassic world properties that's cool yeah uh anthony daniels may have heard of him before he's playing uh c3po yeah because he's C-3PO. He is C-3PO. <laughs> uh, then we have Ben Prendergast as Darth Maul and General Hux. He's got a handful of acting credits, but the things that popped most for me when researching for him was uh, he voiced Hux on Star Wars Resistance. That's super, super yeah, cool. Yeah, so this is sort of like where that crossover starts, right? That's fun. Speaking of. We have Billy D. Williams. Um, he plays Lando Calrissian. Boy, does he. If you ever wanted to be yeah. skeeved out by a Lego minifig, get ready, Woof. friends. It's coming. Um, then we've got a, one of those season VO vets, D Bradley Baker as I've a heard cl- that before. Yes. On this show. Um, he's, he's a Cloden trooper and Max Rebo because <laughs> he does a lot of creature voices. And if you play overwatch, he's the voice of Hammond, the hamster in wrecking yeah. ball. Yeah. Um, but he's been going since 1992. He did Daffy duck and space jam. Um, he's done some voices for world of Warcraft, just since league unlimited multiple star Wars video games and shows since 2003's Jedi Knight. Uh, yeah. Johnny Bravo. You've heard him. You've yeah. Heard him. Next, we have Eric Bauza, uh, who plays Luke Skywalker and the Stormtrooper. Yeah. He's another VO veteran with credits in Phineas and Ferb, Adventure Time, Spider-Man, other Lego Star Wars stuff, Muppet, the new Muppet Babies and the new Animaniacs. Oh, that's awesome. We have been watching that. It's really good. Please yes. watch it. It's on Hulu, though, so not one that we would cover. Well, technically, it's under the Disney umbrella. But so is it, it on Disney Plus? No, but you can get that subscription that has Disney Plus, ESPN, and that. So, you know, hey. Clancy, this podcast is not Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN because I will rot a cold, dead gay man before I have to review a football game for <laughs> a fucking podcast. Are you kidding? They kick a ball. All Moving right. on. Next up, we have Gray Griffin as Maz Kanata, uh, Nia Delisle. Uh, you've heard her before. We've talked about her on here before. Yes. Uh, like I said, this cast is amazing. She's Rugrats, Powerpuff Girls, Johnny Bravo, Clone Wars. Uh, she's been in the Batman Arkham gang. She was the female wizard in Diablo 3. <laughs> That's right. Um, she's been on The Simpsons. She's everywhere. Uh, next, we have Helen Sadler. Uh, she plays Ray. Yes, she's relatively new to voice acting, um, but she's got video game credits and Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War that just came out. Oh, red. Uh, she did some VO in Star Wars Squadrons, which you played. Yep. Um, and then in the Old Republic and Forces of Destiny, she did Jin or so. And then uh, Battlefront, Star Wars Battlefront 1 and 2. Nice. Yeah. Uh, we have Jake Green, who plays uh, Greedo Poe Dameron and, and also a snow trooper. Yeah, he's newer to, to a voice acting, but quite busy. Uh, his latest credit is in the Boss Baby Boss series. Baby. Um, but he also voiced in the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Telltale series. Oh, that's cool. He was also in the new Animaniacs. Yep. And Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. <laughs> nice. Uh, James Arnold Taylor plays Obi-Wan Kenobi. Hello there. He's got another long career, uh, but I'm less familiar with some of his stuff. Yeah. 
That said, he's reprising his role as Obi-Wan from Clone Wars. He did sound super, super familiar mm-hmm. and it worked for the part. That was great. But like he's also done Young Justice, Scooby-Doo, We Bear Bears, Johnny Test. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Kelly Marie Tran plays Rose Tico from the films. Oh she's, shit. She's That's Rose right. from the films. Yeah. Bless. People Bless. ran her off Twitter because they're fucking awful. What bitches? I loved her. I did in the too. Last Jedi. And honestly, the last I'm Jedi, really we talk d- about it later. We do. We'll talk about it later. We do. The last Jedi is my favorite of those three. For sure. Uh, Matt Lanter as Anakin Skywalker and Rodian. He's Anakin from Clone Wars. And he's also done Ultimate Spider-Man. He was on in the new 90210 series as Liam, <laughs> and he was Brody Mitchum in Heroes. Oh, yeah. cool. Matt Sloan plays Darth Vader. He's the Chad Vader guy. Yes, he is. That's fucking amazing. That is so cool. <laughs> that, that's so much fun. Isn't it? Uh, Matthew Wood plays Dio and Kylo Ren. He's usually a sound guy. Okay. Yeah. Look at those sound credits. Oh shit. He is the supervising editor on WandaVision, the Mandalorian, Star Wars, Clone Wars, Star Wars Resistance, and a bunch of other Star Wars stuff. Yeah. And he's also a voice for Lego Star Wars, all stars and resistance as Kylo. That's really, really cool. <laughs> this guy is him. so bonkers. I love it. Uh, next we have Omar Miller as Finn. Yep. He was uh, Raphael on Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, he's um, Charles on Ballers. So like he does like TV. Physical things yeah, yes. yeah yeah walter on csi miami, miami. Uh, orlando kettles on the election night episode of the west wing which is a delightful episode of the west wing yeah uh it, i say delightful but it's it's a good episode of the it west is a wing. good episode uh tom kane is next with uh qui-gon Jin and yoda that's woof he's he's range the current yoda yeah like he voices yoda in clone wars and he also voices woodhouse on oh Archer. my god i love him so much and actually his name did seem familiar because yep. i know i've seen it in credits before so that's, he's done that's great. both iterations of the powerpuff girls wild thornberries and then a shit ton of other star wars credits yeah and then finally last and probably not least uh trevor duvall yes who, who plays palpatine the first order trooper and Mon Calamari. Yeah, okay. Real quick. Carmen San Diego, My Little Pony, Thundercats Roar, The Guardians of the Galaxy cartoon, Lego Star Wars, All Stars, Mobile Suit Gundam, Death Note, Transformers, Inuyasha, X-Men Evolution. All right. Well, are we ready to get into this discussion? I am ready to get into this discussion. Are you ready for us to introduce our guests? Yes, I am. Then it is my pleasure to welcome two nonplus, the Tin Can Brothers themselves, Joey Richter. Brian Rosenthal and Corey Lubowicz. Hello, guys. Thank you so much for coming. Oh, hello. Hello Happy to hello. you, boys. Right Happy imagine, imagine there's a plot. I'll put applause under it. So it sounds like we're, we're doing this <laughs> for God. people. Thank, thank you for God. having know, us. Right? Uh, thank you. Oh, whose dog was it? Sorry, this mine. You don't have to <laughs> apologize at all. That's going to stay in. Animal noises always stay in. They're just so rare around here because we sedate the cat. Mm. Um, <laughs> um, welcome, boys. Th- guys, gentlemen, thank you all for coming. Thank you. Yeah, of course. We're so happy to have you. Um, you've got some stuff going on right now with uh, Wayward Guide, of course. Well, you know, our newest series and also podcast, which is a, a yes. fun narrative podcast, is premiering weekly. We've got... Uh, New series episodes on Tuesday, new podcast episodes on Friday until mid-December. It's a fun, like, horror comedy werewolf thing. (laughs) And I'm just having the thought, actually, that you should all probably state your name so that people who aren't familiar with your voices know Mm. who's speaking. Mm. Sure. My name is Brian. (laughs) That's not how I sound. I'm Brian. I'm Joey. And I'm Corey. (laughs) Delightful. (laughs) Yeah, Wayward Guide is so much fun. We'll, we'll talk about it more later. Yeah. I'm, I'm loving the way that, um, and I think that we we could tie some of this in here because I think you all have um, probably very interesting take on effective storytelling methods because I think there's a lot to unpack, oddly enough, with <laughs> Lego Star Wars Christmas special. <laughs> it came out on the 17th. This is fresh. We've all just watched it this week. Yeah. yeah. Um, general impressions off the top. I've never seen the original Star Wars holiday special. I'm sure I should have watched it. I think it's very hard to find. It's like it's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Yeah, because George Lucas like bought all the master copies of it, which is pretty funny. (laughs) It's like it's funny that he went, we need to bury this. But uh, it was I thought it was a cute logical way to do it now in the Lego version. Yes. You know, because 
it's not like you could have done like a one for one. You couldn't have done it as a variety show that way. No, that would have been fun though. I would have watched the shit out of that. This was the first thing that I've ever seen that was non-canon Star Wars and Lego Star Wars related. So it was all very shocking and new to me. Wait, sorry, this isn't canon? That's what I was going to follow think, up with. I thought it might not be. I haven't read any of the interviews or anything yet. I'm pretty yet. sure that it is. Uh, I mean, really? It, it follows along <laughs> with canon. Maybe it's one of those things where it's like the concept of the story is canon, but the interpretation is not. Because like they do. I mean, the Lego Star Wars video games tell the stories of the films, but not yeah. exactly. Yeah, like when you Vader I mean? has that mug, it's like he didn't get that. <laughs> now yeah. they're like, that's not canon. I got you something you're really gonna like. Ooh, gimme, gimme, gimme. <laughs> galaxy's best emperor. Of course I'm the galaxy's best emperor. I'm the galaxy's only emperor. Meh. Hey, I had to hit every gift shop on Batu to find you that. Forget the mug. Whatever makes you know, but that mug better exist in the parks because he says he searched every gift shop on Batu, and that's the world that Galaxy's Edge has set up. Uh, that's the thing that they're great on is the self-referential yeah. world building. Like that's that's like rule number one in the drink the holiday special drinking game. It's like drink for synergy. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I, I am very appreciative. I mean, and maybe we'll get more into this stuff that they just ragged on the new movies constantly. It was pretty funny. It was that just the scope of it. Like, it's so funny because I'm, I'm thinking about audiencing and like in, in a room with people who are deciding who is like where, where we're hitting the four quadrants. Mm-hmm. Right. Because there are jokes in here that are decidedly adult, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but they're happening at the exact same time as like a tropey cartoon joke. And yeah. so parents and kids get to laugh together about completely different things in a really well. I mean, well, it's I'm speaking uh, specifically of the, the Kylo Ren entrance scene. Mm-hmm, sure. Um, it's gay as fuck. That <laughs> yeah. is gay as fuck. Yeah. He can't yeah. stop looking at his belly. There are a couple moments. There's one moment in particular where I went directly from someone doing like baby talk, how the emperor sort of does the entire time to Vader saying something about binary sons. And I was just like, so taken out of it by just like, yeah, this is like, oh my God, binary. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's met on top of meta because even the things like it pokes fun at, uh, at itself, the, the two Hans shooting Greedo and all the like, the memes, like the hello there's hello there, like so many hello, like they they really yeah. doubled down on like being like we're gonna reference this this <laughs> meme of our own shit multiple times. Then at one point, oh, we'll get there because I think that's a good joke for later. Let's just get into it. It opens with a a prologue from Yoda, voiced by the Yoda from Clone Wars. Destroyed. The First Order was eliminated. Were the Sith across the galaxy? Peace had spread. With freedom restored, Life Day could once again be celebrated. What is Life Day, you ask? A holiday of friendship, of family, of connection. To Kashyyyk, Rey and her friends traveled to celebrate with Chewbacca and his family. Although for Rey and Finn, the celebration would wait. Um, sort of introducing the concept of Life Day, and we get to Ray training Finn, and I, I had to fight a knee-jerk reaction of, this feels like fan fiction. <laughs> well, now the question is, is Life Day, was Life, when, is Life Day been a, a holiday across the board, or was Life Day a holiday from when the Death Star was destroyed? That I was confusing it, to me. According to StarWars.com, uh, Life Day is a long-standing Wookiee tradition uh, that celebrates the values and tenets of Wookiee culture, including family, joy, and harmony. While uh-huh. Life Day is a celebration traditionally held at the Tree of Life on Kashyyyk mm-hmm. and observed by extended Wookiee families, Wookiees throughout the galaxy still mark the day. Yeah, I celebrated that growing up. You guys didn't? Okay. <laughs> yeah, we went to our we we planted a little tree of life outside and it got super big. And- but yeah, I mean, I think it was brought up at one point in the Mandalorian because like there was a Star Wars.com also has a big piece about the special in the background and um like uh, in terms of official canon or whatever, it's a concept in okay. Wookiee culture that has just been adopted throughout Great. the galaxy. I guess. Great for everyone. That cultural appropriation? 
or <laughs> oh no uh, <laughs> cultural proliferation i think perhaps i mean they have sweaters um, who, who doesn't love who doesn't love a reason they yes they have sweaters that are uh, themed after the marketing concepts for the Judeo-Christian holidays <laughs> for some reason. But hey, what is Star Wars if not cobbled together nonsense yeah, from absolutely. the jump? For children. For children. For children. I mean, it's, that's literally part of the charm, right? What is the the meal they're trying to make? Tip, yep. They Rip tip. Tip, what? tip, 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 I literally tips. listened to it a dozen times and I went, what are they saying? Yeah, yeah drink every time they say tip, yep. Nip, tip. Tip, yep, yeah. Yeah. Tip, Nip slip. Nip slip. It's a <laughs> side Everybody room. wants a grilled nip slip. Is that real? Wait, tip yip? Yes, they, they sell that in the park. Is it like a lamb chop? No, it's chicken. <laughs> it's like a chicken and rice. Yeah, but like at the park, they like make it so it's like a, a log. It's like a cute, like a rectangular prism log. Oh, it's like a fried chicken. <laughs> that sounds delightful. Oh. It, it sounds, it, I mean, it sounds okay. <laughs> the dish, it's sort of like a deconstructed chicken pot pie, basically. Yum. I like that. I like that as a concept. It's pretty good. Uh, just the tip yip, please. <laughs> to me, it doesn't feel like canon because the characterizations feel so... Di- Again, I have not watched any of the Lego Star Wars, but the characterizations just feel so different than the films. Like, it took me 10 minutes to yes. figure out who Poe was because he's just the goofiest <laughs> motherfucker. Can I say that on that? He's the goofiest <laughs> yes, yes, motherfucker we're, We've got the explicit yeah. Just the most slapsticky, goofy we've dude. We've got a life day party to set up. Chewie's entire family is coming. And if there's one thing Wookiees love, it's, well, it's ripping arms off things. But if there's two things they love, it's arm ripping and parties. Finn, can I put you down for decorating duty? Sure. I need a break. And Ray, you're in too, right? You volunteered to roast the tip yet. Well, it reminded me in tone a lot like Teen Titans Go and like those, the kind of comedic sort of like mania of characters that seems like what the 10 to 12 year old audience is watching these days. Sure. Is that an incorrect read? I think teen Titans go is like way more absurd. I feel like teen Titans is go is almost like the Animaniacs. Like they're, it's so crazy and like what the, the like leaps they're making in terms, but it's also very meta. It's yeah. The, it's funny that the Lego, the, that Lego has chose like this as the way of it, this is like the humor of Lego things. It's just like we're a little meta and it's like because obviously it's Legos. And it's like, what? Because like the Lego Batman movie, the Lego movie itself, like it all is that sort of meta and self-referential and almost comedia. Yeah. Right. Like it's super super hyper realized characterizations around the central hero. Cause Ray, I think is relatively grounded as a character in this, which is weird. Cause she's a Lego. Yeah, I know that's <laughs> the sure. thing too. It's like with the animation, they're watching these like kind of, you know, straight to streaming versions. I'm like, oh, I wish they just really did like the stop, fake motion. stop motion ones. Like they did with the Lego movie and Lego Batman movie. I was like, because yeah. watching these Legos bend their arms and like, I go, this is not how Legos was, move. This is not well, how- and their textures too. Like yeah. some of those, like I, I don't remember minifigs having that many like cr- pits and craters like these, this is a roughed up Lego yeah. set. It's like a Lego set that's supposed to look like that, like those cars that have that finishing on the, like the, like that Batmobile finishing where I'm like, yeah. why, why do they look all like sandpaper? <laughs> like Yoda's head specifically looked like it, it had a texture to it that Yoda might have. And that, creeps me out yeah i mean i don't like that yoda didn't have like a, a flat face like i everybody that else. really he, upset was, me and yeah. i looked it up and i was like oh it's because the actual yoda minifig has oh. a sculpted face because i was like why why does he have a sculpted face i hate this yeah, yeah. that makes so sense. there were a couple things where i was like why this seems wrong for like this and i looked it up and i was like oh that is how like the actual like toy yeah is. like the wookie is like almost like the, oh, the ghost, weird like the ghost yeah. overlay that they put yeah. over like, yeah. yeah and he's the same height like that was my thought when when chewbacca and his family walked in i was like mm, this isn't to scale yeah. much taller than that they do and be okay look the best uh uh property to property characterization like one-to-one transfer for my money was bb8 I felt like he was just as sassy um, in this as he was in the films. And in fact, uh, I just thought it was really true to the source material. I liked the hand on his hip at that one point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Well, because also like I feel like BB-8 and like sometimes like the other droids are like the only place that the new films like were allowed to be funny. 
Like they, yeah, it was like yeah. very self-serious and like only let sort of like humor come out through those. So like, obviously the humor translates very directly into a comedy. Well, and I mean, to that point when they get to, you know, Ray takes off and she's gonna, she has to figure out how to, this is, they're planting the seeds of the overall message with her leaving Finn to learn how to train Finn when she really should just stay with Finn to be, you know, the schmaltz it's there. Um, but when they land at the Jedi temple, You can say that again. And he, they repeat it. And it's just the same oh, yeah. track. <laughs> I got, yeah. it's the exact same track. And I just, I guffawed because was I was funny. like, that is the easiest. That's the lowest hanging fruit, but it was so well executed. And so in spirit of the films. Yeah. Because it's the droid doing it. Do they, yeah. is the temple they go to, is that, was she supposed <laughs> to be holding a kyber crystal? Was it a kyber crystal? What is it? I think it's a different kind of artifact, like, you know, because in the Jedi text, it's referenced specifically as a key. And I know I'm not a Star Wars lorehead at all, but I have played uh, maybe half of the available video games mm-hmm. in the past 20 years. Yeah. Um, and I've seen the films and this this very this had a very Jedi Fallen Order kind of feel oh, to it. Big time. Um Because that's what you're doing. You're going to the Jedi temples and like, I, I think it's just some other kind of. I, I don't know because the stones at the end look more like kyber crystals than the one that are in the key. Yeah. Yeah. And that she's harnessing the kyber crystals to do the transfer. But then see, it also is, could just be the location that they're at that allows them to do that. It Yes. I, it could just be the Jedi temple is kind of a nexus for it. Yeah. It also might be just like, there's again, a Lego toy that looks like that. <laughs> yeah. And also, this yeah, might probably. also just be a Lego Star Wars movie. I, I missed all that because I, I just kept on thinking, did Jedi's not wear jackets? She went to this snowy climate and she's still just wearing her like, her normal, normal outfit. And I was well, just like, just she's probably she cold, has, right? She has no she's skin. Got force warmth? I don't know. I feel force like warmth. Jedi powers are so loose in, in, in properties that are just outside of the canon. Cause even learning to use this key, look, that would have been like a whole fucking quest chain in a video game, trying to get that time portal open. Right. And she's just like, Oh, I've got this rock. What's this <laughs> gate? Let's go through. Yeah. You only have 50 minutes to tell the story. Yeah. So like Ray everybody's- is running through this entire episode. Like I'm, she doesn't stop. Oh, the yeah. script is running. Cause like <laughs> once she steps through that portal, it's off like a fucking rock. Yeah. It's yeah. just like, they really went the full Avengers end game route here. And they're just, just like, all right, we're just, uh, we're just popping them all in everywhere. From a storytelling perspective, she comes back from her first um, disappearance through the portal and she just says the exposition out loud and she goes, this is going to take me to see all the masters and their students. And she put together that somehow from seeing one. It's just like the Jedi text said, with the key to the galaxy's past, a Jedi's future becomes clear. This is how I learned to train Finn, by watching other Jedi masters train their students. Come on. It's like Master Yoda said, do or do not. And I'm going to do. I thought a pattern was like yeah. more than one, but we we're like, we got to get this out. We got to know what what's going to happen here. That's a general the general. BBA keeps saying it. It's life day. We're running out of time. Yeah. Jesus is like, I've got a conclusion. We're going God. to it. She <laughs> can literally travel through time only on life day. But if she can travel to, through time, she could keep going back to the beginning of life day to do. But never mind. Never mind. Don't scratch don't, too hard. Don't worry about it. Yeah. How does time travel work in this? Is we it can't. A, is it a Back to the Future or is it like an Ant Man situation? Well, where like, she's creating new new realities, new little scenarios. Like watching it, I was just like, "Oh, this is just like Cursed Child." I, I had the same thought, and I, <laughs> it's just like, "Okay, let's just like drop into like all the big moments." It's it's basically a bottle episode of the Star Wars. Yeah, it's the clip show. It's like the glorified clip show. Yeah, and every scene, you're like, "And here's another pairing you've always wanted to see." <laughs> <laughs> I like how all the students were also just like surf bros too like a lot of them honestly all of the lukes were totally just surf my my favorite thing that they kept the recurring bit was luke always having a blue milk mustache i was like that's fine and 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 how he just kept like taking out a new carton and going wow and then just and that's another one of those things that's funny for the kids 
just on the surface for what it is and super funny for adults who have potentially seen fan art of Luke suckling at the teat of one of those blue milk beasts. Yeah. Because I've seen it. I saw it on milk. Twitter. And those, uh, whatever those creatures are, when she, even in the movie, when she does the side eye while she's being milked, it's very Flintstones like, well, it's a <laughs> <laughs> so goofy. I was a little, uh, sorry to go. I'm going back to when they're prepping on the, the ship. And go back. This is but exactly I, like the plot of the holiday special. Um, yeah, we're just going <laughs> back to another thing. and pop right back. I was a little like, man, they really just, we had another, we had, we had Kelly Marie Tran voicing Rose yes. and we sidelined her again <laughs> to but just she got more lines than she did in the movie she definitely did but I was like man these people on the ship are really having the most boring B plot <laughs> ever like they just we took all these great characters I'm like and I guess that's kind of the point, you know, is going back and and let's look at all the other characters. They killed Max Rebo's entire band in a line, in a line we couldn't understand. It's vicious. That was really funny and weird. You can set up over there, Max. Um, what is Max Rebo doing here? No one's listened to him in like 30 years. We hired him to kick this party up. And isn't it the Max Rebo 7? I mean, where are the other, you know, 6? Oh. My condolences. Guys, this is a nice thought, but... I like to think that they broke up. Yeah. I like how they left it ambiguous like that. It was just like, is I, this is the point when Poe was bouncing all around talking about the tippy pop. I was like, is this movie kind of gay? <laughs> this movie might be a little gay. And then, I mean, uh, that got confirmed later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll definitely have to unpack Kylo Ren's torso for oh, a yeah. while. I mean, does the Emperor remind anybody else of Stewie Griffin? Oh, like I got oh, just got yeah, big like, Stewie Griffin vibes. Like, yeah, like, Vader, yeah. that like do baby voice. Yeah, that's when the plot really got going, though, for me. I was like, is she just gonna? Is Ray just gonna do this the whole time? And then I was like, uh huh. Here's some like a little conflict, and that's when I got invested. It made the clip show at least exciting to watch. Like I was, I don't know. Part of me was really invested in watching Ray and Darth Vader lightsaber battle. Like I'd love to see that. I'd love to play that in a game with their stubby little lightsabers. Yeah, fuck it. There's a bit of wish fulfillment in which I guess is kind of like when you remember playing Legos as a kid where you go, oh, Vader and Ray can fight, even though it's not in the movies. There's like that imagination element with it where this is I would have never thought of this. But even like the the way that they bring elements from the films. What am I thinking of? I'm thinking uh, when Darth Vader brings the rocks down, they're back in the temple. He brings the rocks down on her and Ray blocks them and moves them like she does in uh last jedi um i was just like oh i like that as a visual reference it's so easy so quick maybe yeah maybe i'm reading too much into this but i was like it felt like they really pulled when ray and kylo started fighting i was like their fighting seems more like their actual fighting from those movies as opposed to the way like yes uh darth vader and her are just kind of like which i'm like that's very old uh, trilogy fighting and then the it felt more raw and I was like maybe I'm reading too much into this this is no, like I picked Wars. up the same thing and I thought that was actually really really I well I think done. it's one of those things that like when you hear about big franchises like this you get this a lot obviously in Harry Potter you get a little bit in Marvel where there's like Bible things that have to be the same regardless of what kind of um, IP it's going into things like the way Doctor Strange uh, poses his hands for different spells that shit goes back 40 years and is specific um, it makes me wonder if when it's Ray V Kylo, it has to be a younger, fresher, raw style than when it's the older folks. Well, like Ray was still doing like flips and shit, like fighting Darth Vader, but Darth Vader pretty much stayed on the ground the entire time. Yeah. He didn't really go anywhere. I loved them showing up on Hoth. That was one of my favorite parts of the whole dang movie. When he's and like, the whole, I'm the boss. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the Spider-Man <laughs> memes. It's, it's literally the Spider-Man. Yeah. Meme. yeah. What are you doing? Follow me. But you're right there. That's not me. Sure looks like you. Helmet, chest buttons, heavy breathing. We are invading the rebel base. Forget the base. Stop the girl. You dare contradict me? I'm in charge here. No, I'm in charge. Who do you think you are? I'm you. No, you're me. Any idea what the protocol is here? Yeah, as you said earlier, Josh, they do that thing where they'll just do a joke that's so cliche and so classic, but they like pull it off. They they nail it. Yeah, 
Did you figure out I saw on Twitter about the the traffic cops with the Clone Wars? What were you? Um, those what were, you were trying my to get to favorite. The, no, is that the fan movie reference? Well, those you know that's like I mean I I think it might have to do with just the fact that like D Bradley Baker voiced all the clone troopers on all of Clone Wars. Yes. So yes, to enough. me, I, I, had a, I thought it was just like, oh, it's like they're just being like, wait a minute, you. Because it's like he just is every single clone trooper in that show, which is T. like. Bradley Baker, who did Momo on uh, Last mm-hmm. Airbender. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he also did Hammond in Overwatch, uh, the hamster. Um, he does a lot of creature. And work he's uh, what's it, the alien in uh, American Dad and yep. Fish. He's Roger. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, it's okay. the... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why that sounds so familiar. Yes. Okay. okay. But I mean, <laughs> getting comedy people to do these characters is one of the smartest things John Favreau has done in terms oh, of contributions yeah. to this franchise. In the movie, right? Didn't okay. Daniel Craig do one? Did John Hamm do one? I might have made that up. No, Daniel Craig did do one, I think, in Force Awakens. I think he was the voice of a stormtrooper in Force Awakens. I think that's correct. So we start blowing through these different locations. We get to uh, Kylo Ren, you know, um, uh, Palpatine and Darth Vader have the key. They get to Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren is shirtless and we get the most sexually (laughs) tense scene between minifigs I've ever seen with. And again, it's a tropey joke, right? It's the somebody is scantily clad and I'm uh, stuttering. There's... um, like sil- syllabus does this in Wayward Guide a little it's bit. Like, oh, like yeah, it's like, oh, pectorals. Oh, your uh, navel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a very uh, prude, prudish sort of person. Uh, yeah, being confronted with. Yeah, a- and then Hux just says rim, 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 and I'm like, <laughs> okay, this is a gay film. This is officially a gay yeah, film. Hux is gay for sure. Yeah, supreme leader, supreme leader, supreme leader. Ooh. We've prepared the. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Shirts, I mean ships, to head to the pectoral locations. Uh, platoon, platoon locations across the midriff. Rim, rim, for the naval. Navy, navy. You know what? I'll come back later. And that's canon, baby. Why was everyone so rocked by Kylo Ren's torso? Everyone was just like, oh, a man, a man because... without his shirt on. Like, they were just rocked <laughs> to the very core. Because like... Driver is just such a beefy man yeah like the the minifig is relatively to scale in terms of how proportioned <laughs> his muscles are when you think about it he was just beef he was just like so he was like yeah. a thick like a thick boy with two c's and all, and also like the like a high-waisted pants so oh, like yeah. the, it's like just like proportionally yeah, that like definitely helped so you didn't more see square. his belly button yeah no yeah. you just it was all like rib cage up. yeah man he was a marine right yeah wow. Uh, we get to Hoth, we get to Mustafar and every time like they're, they're bringing characters along with them. And it really is sort of like an ass backwards, Dr. Strange Endgame moment with all these portals and people just ultimately ending dumped on Tatooine. And then they just start to fight. They just go, okay, there forever. Like Gunta Gunta Solos. You want to shoot first after you. You have no idea. Who are you guys? Master Skywalker. My son. I mean, my. These binary sons. Um, sure are hot. In the, my favorite part of this bit was the Darth Maul with no minifig Yeah. Because yes. he got chopped in half. Yeah. It's a great visual joke. That was, that was good. so good. But also, like, it's canon that Darth Maul is still alive and has robot legs. Survived, yeah. He is still alive. This is what I'm saying. Meanwhile, I think it might also be canon that Lando was hot for Jawas because back on the ship, the party's getting started. Um, Maz Kanata straight up tries to cuck uh, Chewbacca (laughs) from his wife right in front of her. And then then Lando's just like, Off-world Jawa. Nice. And I got red flags when Lando walked in because it's like, hey, is that guy a villain? It's like when he's at a party, you're just like this fucking guy. Like, but I did like the follow up joke where he's like, I hope it's a cape. I hope it's a cape. And it's a wrap. It's a wrap. That was good. Um, that was good. Just such great self-referential comedy. And then we get, uh, you know, Ray's fucked up. She's lost the key and they do a really great voiceover trick where our narrator the entire time suddenly is present in the story and it blends really well. 
Um, and it just put me in mind of Lord of the Rings a little bit the way um, in that scene where uh, Galadriel's talking to Frodo mm-hmm. and it goes between her speaking and her telepathy. It's just a really effective, elegant story transition. I thought. agree. And then the reveal that Luke, you like forgot about him and he was just there listening the entire time. <laughs> yes. pretty good. The whole in time. the background. The whole time. And then we get It's a Wonderful Life Day in this sequence. That's literally what that that black and white. Yeah. We're going, oh, I'm you're here, but not here. You're watching the impact that you have or your absence is having. And Finn blocked that tree from falling. And they went, how did how did you learn to do that? And it's like anyone can do that. I really liked that. The lesson was just like, oh, no, I hurt Finn's <laughs> feelings. And I was like that. There it is. <laughs> that is yep. Christmas. That is Christmas right there. <laughs> oh, no. Instead of helping Finn, I hurt his feelings. So focused on the books you were. The most important thing you forgot. Knowledge and training a Jedi needs, yes. But useless these are without connection. What do you see? Jedi masters and their students. Students, yes. But also... Friends. Hmm. Understand now you do. A happy life day. I wish you young Ray. Happy life day, Master Yoda. But we also get Zori from Rise of the Skywalker, who in the film was played by Carrie Russell. And in this is played by absolutely no, no one. one. She just goes, <laughs> oh, she doesn't talk at all. She doesn't talk at all. She doesn't take that helmet off. Oh no, We didn't get to see Carrie Russell's face in the film at all. They want to pay that actor. So they were like, no lines, no face. Is it sad that I didn't notice Rose? I mean, that goes back to what John I mean, was saying yeah. at the top. I, I know, but like, I was thinking about it. I'm like, who, who was that? It was Kelly Marie Tran. I know, but I don't remember the, the Lego figure <laughs> in the, like, I, I can't picture oh, it yeah. for whatever reason. Because they yeah. just didn't, they, 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 they didn't make her a, you weren't Clancy. It's not you is what I'm saying. I'm saying <laughs> yeah, it's on, like halfway it's, through to figure what I'm it saying out, is honestly. it's on them because they didn't make her a recognizable enough character. They like she planted and you the got there, seeds she is. in last Jedi to like introduce her. Like there was going to be yep. the stuff to like follow up and like cement that in the next movie. And there wasn't. And then like, if you were playing with these toys and you open them up, you'd be, Oh yeah, that's Rose. Um, because it's in the context of these toys, it's in the context of it being a minifig and having very limited, um, needing to be I- iconographic details of the character. I mean, I, but there's I not enough liked, of that for Rose. I would have liked to see, like, well, she had that little pendant, right? Oh yeah. Like they could have used that. Did they not? I don't. Th- I mean, maybe it was printed on the on the deal, but they could have because they do. If have, it was there, it like, wasn't big enough, is yeah, what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. But in the meantime, I go. I'm I'm happy. Kelly got a paycheck. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And we'll get residuals. Presumably she'll see a cut of some Disney plus money and hot damn buy a new car. <laughs> go on a, go on a socially distanced vacation that only rich people can afford. Treat yourself. Mm. Get that star Wars money and fuck the haters. Yeah. Anyway, uh, back to this. I mean, uh, what, what else is there to say? I mean, we, I mean, there's a big battle. They went for it. They managed to tie up the, um, the timeline quite nicely. Oh yeah. She just like, suddenly went back and fixed everything. I'm like, you, that was a mess. He'll be fine. He's one tough Jedi. He just doesn't know it yet. Come on, there's still one more thing we need to fix. Yeah. <laughs> but like they're all going to remember that. So this is my question is if if they if if it's back to the future, they would all like is it a closed loop or have they splintered off the timeline? Yeah, yeah. that's the ultimate question. I see I almost would have preferred if the end was zooming out with um Yoda looking into like a snow globe and he's hanging out with those monsters from Men in Black. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love the bowler hat. Yeah, well the fact that he was like, you know, in the sweater vest with the hat makes you go like this feels just like a concise storybook like chapter in something that doesn't necessarily well also because the memories we're going back to in many ways like aren't they're not the canon versions of those like we're going in we're seeing anakin and obi-wan in the elevator and you're like anakin doesn't have a bouquet of flowers in this scene (laughs) like he's not going like 
whole man, oh, and you're like, this is like a version of this scene, but it's not this scene. Can we as collectively get over, because I don't know if I can get over the fact that the Lego Star Wars universe is like clearly being used to sell Lego products. I can get over it because I'm (laughs) here to buy Lego and Star Wars products. Like, yeah, uh, I think Lego, you know, it's like licensing deals saved Lego. So I go, you know what? And Star Wars. Exactly. So I go, I think I think they've established their place in all of these like fandoms in a very specific way so i'm like you know what that's why when all these like lego things like i go it feels like a derivative of a derivative of a derivative but i'm like yeah it's all right they they got they've like carved out their their own little place they've earned it if i would have been suspect and perhaps even that 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 critical if it had been like a feature length film that they were trying to push and I'm like, okay, no, this is far too sure, much. Sure. That's, this is all it needed to be. That's fair. And we're yeah. all in our thirties too. So it's hard to really get inside the mind of a kid watching this. And we aren't the intended audience for this. No. Certainly not. <laughs> Certainly not. What we're doing right now is, is yeah. it's unnatural. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> the porgs as a running joke are hysterical. Yeah. I think they're, they're like a crew or like, it's it's like inspiring against. it's like the three stooges yeah. as porgs that's mm-hmm. almost exactly what that we is. almost need a minion spinoff you know minions but oh, porgs oh brian from your mouth to mr lego's ears i would watch it i absolutely <laughs> would watch but you know what i want more i want life day decorations like those lights that i can purchase and hang around my own home see this is what i'm saying brian i don't hate it because i want that's it. Fair. <laughs> i want the lightsaber laser pointer that that the, the uh, Emperor uses. I thought that was just a skinny <laughs> lightsaber. <laughs> I went. I, I literally saw that and I went. I went. Oh, they're designed differently because in the first Star Wars movie, all the lightsabers are like needle thin. And I remember <laughs> being like, "Oh, nice." I thought that was just a detail, but now that you say it's a laser pointer, I go, yeah, that makes more sense. <laughs> yeah. So again, back to the synergy, like the Ronto wraps at <laughs> Disneyland. are over you're absolutely right they're very good but like they have these like pita wraps with meat but like the way it's branded at like the star wars land is it's like an old like engine that and there's like a robot like roasting uh like a oh that's right a meat thing it's very good also Mm. it is they are i mean again i don't hate it yeah i will consume all of it is that the final review i don't hate it (laughs) i don't don't hate it it. honestly I don't hate the synergy for sure. Well, it's like you have here that it uh, it's 71% on Rotten Tomatoes is what it is. Yeah. That yep. makes perfect sense. Yeah. I think that's an apt score. I think that's a very apt score. It's like, yeah, you know, it's inoffensive. It like, it, it like scratches that itch of like those fun moments, like the nostalgia of like yeah. these things, but you don't have to like really invest in a whole new thing. Also easy to put on during the holidays when you need to distract the kids. Oh, yeah. Like it's... Or 41 minutes. Or 47 minutes. 47 minutes. So before I started watching this last night, I had looked up. I was like, I just wanted to know how long it was. And I had... I accidentally looked up like a review that had was talking about the original one first before. And so I thought this was going to be two hours long. And I was oh, like, no. oh, no, oh, no. And then when I pulled <laughs> it up on Disney up Plus, and it was like 47 minutes. I was like, wait, really? <gasps> <laughs> what a treat. I'm so glad you got a little bit of, of uh, relief. It's a perfect from, yeah. from that. It's a perfect because exactly because it's like two mini like kids episodes crammed yeah. together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's Will Thorne from Variety said at the end of Life Day, the Lego Star Wars holiday special is fu- a fun, self-contained adventure, which feels a few bricks short of a full Star Wars load. Oof. Oof. <laughs> I, but again, I've got a Star Wars load. I've heard <laughs> just that the tip, you. just the tip, <laughs> just the tip. Yep. But yeah, and like IG Matt Fowler from IGN, similar. I mean, Clancy, do you want to read that one? Yeah, the Lego Star Wars holiday special might just be an unexpected treat for those looking for an extra bit of closure on the Skywalker saga. It is at all once abundantly silly, cringingly corny, <laughs> and marvelously meta. Yeah, again, another that, that another sums top notch review. That's like yeah. pretty, pretty spot on. Well, I think, and then like user reviews are similar. Uh, Price P, there aren't a lot, surprisingly, not a lot of user reviews yet. Price P said, sweet, innocent, and full of great humor. This special will put a smile on the face of many Star Wars fans and will hopefully become a holiday classic in its own right. Sure. 
Maybe. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to watch this every year. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I'm going to watch this ever like, again. Because so much of it is like retreading those moments, which are super fun. But like, it doesn't, I don't know that it really like leaves its own mark. And I definitely prefer this over the original's holiday Star Wars special. Have you seen it? Yes. God, I really need to watch I, it. Yeah. Isn't there like a whole sequence with like Chewie's family that's like them just like grunting at each other, but there's no captions? Pretty much. And they're yes. and they're goddamn terrifying. Yeah. They're like it's not it. Chewie is the only one that looks like relatively normal. Uh, yeah, his baby. What's the baby's name? I don't remember. It's like but it's, Stumpy or something. Yeah, it, it looks honestly. It looks like um, two eyes and a butthole on cousin it. Like, <laughs> lumpy, lumpy. His name is Lumpy. Lumpy. Ugh. That's what it is. Yeah, it's terrifying. And here's the thing: is I was entertained by the films. I don't. I don't like need that time back sure. or whatever. And. Maybe I maybe the story beats that I wanted to see weren't the ones that happened, but I'm fine. Well, that's a fine time. Yeah, that's what I like so much about the Mandalorian is the Mandalorian feels like it's paving its own way, playing to the same beats that Star Wars like exists in, but is also like kind of both simultaneously expanding and tying together all their worlds, which I'm like, this is like nailing it. This is exactly Not not for nothing. Favreau set a lot of that foundation for how he approaches these properties with his work on the Marvel oh, yeah. stuff. Like it's, it's, it's very parallel in, in my opinion, yeah. which is why I enjoyed the Mandalorian uh, reference here. When they popped in that world for a while, I was like, this is fun. <laughs> and, I, that's and, the and first time I ever saw baby Yoda. Cause I have not watched the Mandalorian. Oh, Brian, you got it. It's- um, actually it's the child. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I'm hanging, I'm hanging up now. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> Brian, you should watch it. It's very good. It's my favorite Star Wars thing. All right. Well, before we wrap up, let's talk about Wayward Guide of the series episodes, which is like behind the scenes following a Sarah Koenig type investigative podcaster and sort of like the real world story of the investigation being put together. And then the podcast is the podcast that they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's the actual in world podcast that they are being tasked tasked to create in the show, um, which was a fun storytelling challenge to kind of like yeah. map out what uh you know we're seeing as the viewer and then what they choose to present uh in the podcast and edit uh months later so it's it was a fun little thing to map out and, and i would uh, be remiss not awesome. to say that we have an all-star cast of uh digital oh, yeah. creators and people from tv and film it really is a who's who of whose face is that <laughs> and how gifable are they you know we got like sean astin darren chris carlos valdez titus macon John Cozart, Mary yeah. Kay Wiles, like, Steve, um, Steve Zaragoza. Yeah, we also have the two leads. I yeah. guess. I guess <laughs> we can say that. Yeah, this has been a project. Like Joey said earlier, we're currently releasing it. We've got four more episodes to go of the show and podcast. And uh, it's been, yeah, three years in the making. Um, we raised the money for it on Kickstarter, thanks to the generous yeah. support of some lovely, lovely Kickstarter backers. I think it's like, a, it's a little bit Twin Peaks. It's a little bit Pushing Daisies. It's a little bit like Christopher Guest. So like, it's a little bit of horror, but it's also like a lot of comedy. Yeah. It's a little mystery. Solid character work. The characters are memorable Yeah, in a way that is uh, I it's icon. I mean, Lauren is iconic in everything that she does, but her running off into the woods shouting about faxes is some of the best <laughs> TV I've seen all year. I, I, I think we, we, you know, <laughs> we, we nailed our tone, whatever that means. Yes. Um, the mix of super absurd humor. And then while still grounding the characters in some sort of reality and keeping a plot going through, I mean, life or death stakes. Exactly. Yeah, literally. Uh, 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 and then they're well done. Um, these steaks. Yep. Um, you, you meat puns. I'm I'm not as good at saying them off the cuff as you all are at writing them. That's for sure. But yeah. So like, and and they're like little bite sized chunks. Like the the YouTube episodes are ten to fifteen minutes, and then like yeah. the podcast episodes are like fifteen to twenty. Um, you can like fully experience like a complete narrative like separately you can like watch the whole like youtube series you could like listen to the whole podcast and like have a nice time but if you listen to both then there's like a little meta sort of story on top of that that you get it's one of those fancy transmedia experiences i hear everybody talking about i think we call it immersive now (laughs) Immersive? immersive got it got it 
Um, but they can find or- yeah, youtube.com slash tin can bros. Um, that's also like our social media handles um, for, for news about the show. And then the podcast is available wherever you get podcasts, Spotify, uh, Apple podcasts, etc. You know, because you're working on it with us. I am working on it with you. It's so much fun. Josh, your captions have also been. We need to make a coffee table book of all the tweets you've written. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for joining us um, for Lego thank Star Wars. We us. talked about the show socials. Do y'all want to plug your own socials? You don't have to. At Tin Cambros. That's fine. That's, yeah, We're a three-headed beast at this point. From there, you can find all of us. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Uh, well, again, thank you guys thank so you. much. Uh, Wayward Guide, Tuesdays and Fridays, uh, videos, series, and podcasts. Yeah. Um, Joey, Brian, Corey, well, thank you so much for coming on to Non Plus. Um, and yeah, we'll move into the wrap up Woo! now. Yeah, thank you so thank much. Thank you. And to all a good night. That's a holiday thing, right? Merry Life, Life day. day to all of us. And that was the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special Feet the Tin Can Brothers. Yeah, thank you guys so much for joining us. Like, it was so great. And yes, they mentioned it a little bit. Spoiler alert, I've been doing social media for Wayward Guide. You know this. I don't know if our listeners know this. But like all those tweets, uh, Insta posts, fleets now. Yeah, I showed Josh how to make gifts, and now he is a gift machine. My husband taught me how to make gifts, and now I've made literally hundreds and they've gotten over a million and a half views. And I don't know if that means anything whatsoever, but it's going to look great on a resume. <laughs> it will. <laughs> oh, yes. They were a delight. I love talking to those guys. It was nice to feel like we were in a room having a conversation with people again. It was. And honestly, like, it, you know, I was a little bit worried about having three other people on the Oof, podcast because yeah. that's the most we've ever done. And you know what? If you didn't like it, it fair. And, um, you know, I, I hear you, Yeah. but we're going to try, try whatever out. And if it doesn't work, that's fine. But you know how you can let us know you can head to Apple podcasts or if your podcast platform of preference has a rate review, subscribe feature and give us, give us some notes, preferably five stars and a lovely comment or a body comment or a funny comment, because really those ratings and reviews, that's what helped get our numbers up and helps us uh, bring in folks like the tin can bros. Yeah. Um, but we love hearing from people. So give us a shout out. You know what? We are so thankful for you as an audience. You can show your thanks for us by just taking five goddamn minutes. Kathleen, put the wine down and review the goddamn podcast. And if you are feeling even more like <laughs> you want to share even more joy and things like that. You can also check out our Patreon. Yes. Uh, Patreon.com slash making mischief. Yep. We will be posting uh, more great bonus content up there. Yeah. We're not sure what the next one's going to be, but worst case scenario, we just watched the original stuff. Oh no. Cause that's like two hours, isn't it? That is two hours. No, we don't need to do that, but we will watch other things or you know just talk about our lives or maybe we'll do a deep dive on mandalorian or maybe or do a year in review because it's been a year oh my god it's been a year since we announced this show i think we will try to do that so look out for that that'll be that'll be super fun patreon.com slash making mischief other than that where can they find me online clancy well if they wanted to find you they would have to find you on the internet at josh watching tv without the g on both instagram and the Twitter. Y'all. And if they wanted to find me on the internet, what would said person have to do? Well, said person could, if they so chose, yeah. navigate to uh, similar, if not the same websites, Twitter and Instagram, and in the search feature, uh, enter in C-L-N-C-Y. That is, of course, your name, Clancy, without the A. It's been devoured. Yes. Uh, if you uh, count Y as a vowel, I don't know. From the bottom of our hearts, <laughs> we hope nothing more than that you get good and stuffed this Thanksgiving. Yeah, get stuffed. Get stuffed. Fil- but do it in safety, but please. But do it in safety. You know what? If you're going to get stuffed, be safe while you're doing it, okay? Yeah, I mean, I've always said that. Try to do it with as few people as possible. Stay away from each other while you're doing it and maybe yeah. just shout at each other while doing whatever it is you're doing. This is this. <laughs> you know, this is like my perfect, like my perfect opportunity for like a, an introverted Thanksgiving. Oh, you're just uh, how, how is that different from your introverted Tuesday? I don't. <laughs> I know it's perfect. 
That over there is my husband Clancy. And over there is my husband Josh. And uh from the from from us to you. From me to your bottom. Uh, all the way to your top. Yeah. And anywhere versatile in between. This is true. We <laughs> are nonplussed. We are so nonplussed. <laughs> Um, I completely agree. That's like a droid talking. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely, it's a fair point, and we really should make sure that we're crediting voice actors accordingly. And I really appreciate you for bringing that up. Thank you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> I was talking to the dog. Oh like yes. Uh, yeah, I was playing into the bit. Joel. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, uh, Always yeah, playing right, to the bit. Right. And remember, sign up for daily recommendations and curated podcast feed from the listener and get two months free of your paid subscription with code nonplus20. Uh, sign up today at thelistener.co and get two months off on us with code nonplus20. God, that was weird. <laughs> 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 <laughs>